Rise Up Radar Family. Man, I had a really fun conversation with my good buddy Chris. We recorded it, and it was so good. We cut it into two parts for you, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. But one little thing, we had some audio issues with the recording. I understand that, so they'll be resolved for our next show. But I just wanted to make you aware of that. Just power through, stick with me. We're going to have an awesome show. Let's get after it. Rise up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ball and show. Joining me tonight is a good friend. Chris is a huge Falcons fan, longtime Falcons fan. He knows the pains of being a Falcons fan, and it's just an honor and uh, awesome to talk to him. Uh, Welcome to the show, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, Stan. Man, so excited to be a part of this. Oh, man. I'm glad to have you and glad you have some availability to talk to me. I know you're a busy man, but we're going to get straight to it. We got... I got three pretty big questions for you. I want to get your thoughts and we can have a nice little conversation about it. Um, so the first question is which position group of the Atlanta Falcons in 2020 is the strongest uh, on the team? So before we even get into this, I have to tell you two things about myself. Okay, shoot. I am an optimist. An eternal uh, optimist. We share, I don't sound like it on half the podcast, but we share that a lot of like, we, we definitely are birds of a feather in that respect and just regular conversation. Definitely so. And then I'm also, um, not only am I an optimist, I'm a homer. boy. There's and nothing wrong with being a homer. It's not a cuss word. That's, that's a real thing. Unashamed. Homer. And I'll go places, uh, you know, go see the Grand Canyon. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. Pick another monument, go out of state, and I'll wear the hat and the shirt. I look like a crazy man. Wear a Falcon shirt and a, and a Braves hat, just repping the, repping the city. So The last time I was in New Orleans on Bourbon Street, I wore a Falcons t-shirt. And as you should. Rise up. Rise up. <laughs> <laughs> so, favorite, or, or what do I think the strongest position groups are? Yes. Well, I think the strongest position group clearly is uh, – quarterback and wide receiver right Uh uh-huh yeah i love matt ryan um you know i get frustrated sometimes with his some interceptions right for Uh, sure but you know that's going to come with the territory when you pass it like we do and right and uh you know julio's an all-time great right who who anchors that wide receiver group so you know those two groups are great and they we know they'll be great, and we have to have them be great for us to have any chance of success. For sure. And uh, so, my, I kind of, I do the same thing. Is I put just plain out wide receiver. I am a Matt Ryan apologist. I will now when see people see me in the street and they say, "Why don't they just cut Matt Ryan and draft someone or trade for you know Brady?" And there's like the ridiculous circumstances around that. It's like normal people like talk to me and I'll just, I can spout information off about Matt Ryan. Now Matt Ryan has some deficiencies and Matt Ryan does. There's a, he's a certain type of quarterback for sure. And I understand that, but like, 
I am a really, really big fan of Matt Ryan. And uh, we could be, like, in that same draft, we could – the Falcons could be in the same, like, position as the Browns, the Jets, the Miami Dolphins. I mean, even San Francisco up until now, and even Jimmy G, I'm not even convinced he's all that good. So, I mean, there's, like, five at least – I mean, we're seven – franchises who have had a revolving door and the Falcons have had stability and like excellence at the wide receiver, or at the uh, quarterback position. So I, but my answer was definitely the wide receiver group. Julio, like you said, is all time. Great. First ballot hall of famer. Um, and then you got obviously Calvin Ridley. I think that Julio is starting to like pass the torch a little bit, kind of like Roddy yeah. and, Roddy and Julio to together. So not he's not retiring. It's not breaking news. But, like, you know, just teaching him how to be a leader and how to be, you know, a professional. And then uh, the third option is Gage. And then you got Laquan Treadwell. So it's a really deep – Tell group. me about Laquan Treadwell. What are your expectations for him? I think that he could possibly play in the slot and, uh, and, and battle for a wide receiver of three. And I don't think he'll contribute to teams, but I think that he will eventually – he will battle Russell Gage. He's a big body, more than I thought he was. Like, watching, like, the little snippets they get on YouTube. Um, yeah. And so, uh, I, I I expect him to – I think they're going to revolve. I think they're going to have packages. Like, it's not going to be wide receiver three. It's going to be just all the time, you know, how they do. So yeah, and one thing I like about the Falcons is they use a lot of receivers. Right, you'll especially see when they get rolling, and so yeah, you'll see somebody you've never seen before, number seventeen, Amaleus, uh, uh, Zacchaeus Amaleus, and I butchered that name, but like you'll see people rolling through, and you're like, wait, who was that? You have to go pause it and go look at the depth chart. So that's like you said, that's pretty cool. They just keep that rolling through, but when you got Julio. You could do that because yes. everybody's terrified. Like, where's number eleven? I think he's. Let me, throw, let me throw this to you, Stan. Yeah. Can you think of a receiver that you just didn't know was on the roster and turned into like a major contributor? Like in recent history. Yes. So, like the first one that like jumps out in my mind is Russell Gage, or not Russell Gage, um, Taylor Gabriel. Yes, that's exactly who I was thinking about. Yeah, so a little slot receiver, you're like, who is this guy? Taylor Gabriel that all of a sudden became like just a little spark plug. Get him out on screens, just a major contributor. And then uh, they got some other guys like Hall has had some big games, but mainly Taylor Gabriel was like the surprise. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, and that's what you hope you have from from this group too. Yeah. And like you said, having Julio allows that to happen. Right, it takes a lot of pressure off of just, just uh, you know, him being doubled. They're gonna circle him on the field, and you, you got other guys can eat. That's why. Uh, and then, so I did this too. So like, I'm a little extra, but I did like why so offensively, it's got to be wide receiver. And so yeah, yeah. Um, they're top ten, in my opinion. They've got some other good like receiver groups, but like, um defensively, I went an extra step farther. Was who's the strong what position group is the strong defensively? And I my answer, and I'll give you a second to think, but my answer's gotta be safety. Well, so I, I cheated a little bit. In, okay. Like I combined 
quarterback and wide receiver. Yeah, that's probably, completely fine. Yeah. Probably unfair, but quarterback's not so much a group. If it is a group issue, then we're in trouble. Oh, goodness, yes. You have the old man, <laughs> you know? old man uh, yeah, right. old man job. And that's yeah. true for almost everybody. But, like, so for, for the Falcons, I was contemplating this. I kind of was thinking DBs. Aha, uh-huh. yes, you like know? it's a group, like defensive yeah. back and yeah, the yeah. secondary, like the, the, secondary, the, wide, yeah. Yeah, the defensive backs and safeties together. Exactly. That, I think that's – all right, so, you know, I've heard other podcasts and other, like, stuff like reporting that that's going to be a weakness. I don't think so, man. I think this group's going to play good, and I think uh, I think the pass rush, the defensive line has improved some, if not held – I think they have improved, but – the only improvement going to help is like any type of increase is going to help the defensive backs in the backfield. Like, you know, they work together, you know? Yeah. So like, I I'm excited to see this group. They're young, they're talented, they're fast. And so and if Keanu Neal is the one, he's the linchpin. If Keanu yeah. Neal can like, you know, can't make the club in the tub. Listen, if you can't like, we can start having conversations of like, if he can't stay healthy this year, then we can have the conversation of, uh, you know, but right now as it stands, he's, you know, he's a key component of that, that secondary. Cause you don't want to run on him. Right. So, so no, I agree, and then, yeah. I'm excited about him and I'm excited about Terrell. Yeah. So they say that he looks good. He says he's physical and he's, and he, they say like in training camps, you like re-articles, interviews and stuff that, um, he is. He just is comfortable being a pro already. It's. It's so like in drills they were saying like, if if one of the leaders is supposed to start a drill and he's kind of like in the back of the line, AJ Terrell will jump up in front of a bunch of grown men and just do the drill first. So like that's a big deal. You know, have you ever been on a practice field or coached anything? It's like, you know, in practice it's still kind of nerve wracking of being the first one to run a drill. Yeah, it's like so, like him like stepping up, it's like, hey, I'll do it. Let's let's run cones and stuff like that. So I think that's been uh, a good sign. And uh, he, I think he's gotten three. You know, this is I'm really into that minutia, and I get it, and I really am like into all that stuff. But he's had three picks so far, so if we're counting, so well, what you said about volunteering to go first in a drill, you know, they a, a defensive back has to have a swag, amount of confidence, absolutely. And they have to forget the failures and just go on to the next one and believe they're going to win every play. That's such a good point. So I like hearing that. Yeah, for sure. And so that's uh, those are my two answers there for uh, the wide receiver and like safety defensive back. I would so also throw into that mix somebody I'm excited about because of how well he played down the stretch is KZ. Oh yes, that so he's he's the he was the reason why. Not the reason why, but like I, I said, safety because they're so deep in safety. So you yeah. got Keanu and and Ricardo Allen, which would start anywhere, obviously. And then KZ is so talented, you have to get him on the field. And then yeah. they and then they've drafted another um, safety, um, Jalen Hawkins. So they said that he's you know contributing already and is is chomping to get playing time. And then uh, they got another safety somewhere, but I can't remember. But Hawkins is a good special teams player. So uh, um, I'm, I'm just excited about that group itself is, is deep. And Ricardo Allen, here's the deal. Here's the versatility of it all. This is why they're so good is because Ricardo Allen has played corner more than he's played safety. He got cut as a corner under the Mike Smith era, and then he came back and Dan Quinn took over. And it was like, you should play 
it was like, okay, sure, I'll play safety. So he only he's only been playing safety like years as a you know in his life. The rest of the time has been slot corner. So he still has slot corner blood in him. So yeah. he could he could jump down if KZ needs to see the field in a package. Say we got KZ in the back and and Neil in the back, he can play slot corner. So that's a cool like aspect there too. Yeah, I'm with you there. So, all right. So then, our second, um, the second question is going to be, who will have a bigger year, Hayden Hurst or Todd Gurley the third? Is it the third? Yes, the third. Todd Gurley the third. So, yeah. Come on. Let let me just say. Yeah. I love Hayden Hurst. Yes. And I feel like the acquisition of him, Red Thor, uh, from Baltimore. Yeah. uh, Is huge. I think it was a, such a smart move. Like contractually, it's just that was hey, it was, that was a find. Have, finding a dance partner and giving up very little to get him, and he is, you know, contractually controllable. I don't know what term they use that now in, in the professional world, but like you have an asset that you can control for. Like he's still on his rookie deal, so like yeah. if he balls, you can you know extend him, and you've got him for a little while. So like like you were saying, that's it was a huge acquisition. He. Played for the University of South Carolina, and yeah, I remember when my favorite college team, Georgia, played South Carolina with him. South Carolina was down. I mean, they had no weapons, and Georgia could not stop Hurst. Yeah, just they won the game, and, but yeah. Hurst was just he—he he totally won me over. Then I love his size. Yeah, I love his tenacity, and I love the red hair. Yeah. I think he might have cut it though. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's like you said, like, and just he brings, I feel like, and I don't like, obviously, I don't like, I haven't seen him in, play one snap in the Falcons uniform, but I think he brings a different skill set than, than Austin Hooper does. Austin Hooper is, I feel like was kind of like a finesse player as yeah. a little bit like as, as a, uh, I don't, he was, he's athletic, obviously, but like, he never felt like he was a blazer. Like, you know, what he, you know what he reminded me of? Who? If if you could have a hands receiver, yes, that's what Austin Hooper was. Yes, and it's so funny you say that because the like what two years Matt Ryan, uh, two years ago, like Matt Ryan had like one of his worst career, like worst interception years, and yeah, Austin Hooper was responsible for like I did the math. <laughs> it was like eight of this like fourteen interceptions that Matt Ryan threw was. Austin Hooper hitting him in the hands, hitting his chest, popping up in the air, and the defensive back grabbing it, uh, putting one, you know, trying like just like things like that off the fingertips and just like tipping it over. Like it's just that year. This is, I mean, kudos to Austin Hooper for real. So like that year happened, everybody was like pooping on him, and he was doing a hard, he was horrible. And that year, he that off season, he went and stayed with Matt Ryan. Do you remember this? Yeah, he like, he like slept on his couch and like got up every day and like worked with Matt Ryan. And so like within that vein, Hayden Hurst is they saying like a lot of the dealer Orlando Ledbetter had this and like all the other like outlets had it that that Matt Ryan and Hayden Hurst are already like building chemistry and stuff. So oh, I um, love hearing that. Yeah, so I think that's and Matt. I, I just Matt feel Ryan like always, Her- I feel like Hurst has more of a a danger to him than even Hooper did. I might be wrong, but. I feel like he's more of a threat. Yeah, he's faster. I mean, yeah, he's after big, he gets he, the ball. Yeah, he's he's. I think he's got a better catch radius too. So like, and he's bigger, isn't he? Yeah, he's bigger. So, um, 
I th- yeah, I think that's. I mean, honestly, I think that's an upgrade. Uh, it it has the potential to be an upgrade. Obviously, they have to you know lace them up and play the games. But yeah, like uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited about Red Thor there. So so, so the question to answer your question, don't dance, though, Chris. Todd Gurley is going to have a bigger needs year. to have the bigger year. Oh, you needs to have the bigger year. I feel like um, if he stays healthy yeah. and does what we think he can do, it'll transform Atlanta's offense. It was already great in passing, but so bad in running. If we're all of a sudden good running the ball and passing the ball, that takes us back to a few years ago when our offense was hard to stop. Right. Helps your defense. I just feel like the whole season pivots on that running back position and, and our ability to run block. With there, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I probably put too much pressure on Todd Gurley in my mind. Yeah. But it, it, we got to have we got to have Gurley running the ball and running effectively. Right. All right. So, I think that Todd Gurley – all right, so before I get started on that, did you see what happened to LaShawn McCoy – or not LaShawn McCoy, uh, Gerald McCoy? It was a defensive tackle, like long-time defensive tackle for the Buccaneers, but he signed with the um, Cowboys. And he had – in his contract, they like, – he signed it. It said, hey, if you get a right quad injury – you're, we could cut you, and wow. he he, they like in his like the language of his contract. And guess what happened? Like two weeks ago, or this week, he got a right quad injury, and the Cowboys cut him. I didn't know that. Yeah, so they they he was he kept his signing bonus, which I think was like three million dollars, but they didn't have to pay the rest of his salary, and it didn't count toward the cap. And so, the skeptic in me, which I, come creeps up sometime. I think it might the Falcons might have slipped some language in like Todd Gurley's contract. Don't you well, think like don't you think they would be like hey sure. if you get ACL like if you get that that knee like, messed up, you know, we could cut you. But his number is so low, I think that I talked myself out of it, but I'm still like a conspiracy theorist mode when like cuz I remember Thomas Dimitrov was like cuz there was questions about Todd Gurley hasn't passed a physical yet. Todd Gurley hasn't passed a physical yet in Atlanta's uniform. And Thomas Dimitrov came out like cool as a cucumber and was like, oh, we're not worried about it. He can, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, is there something written? Because, I mean, he's, you know, he's sweating bullets over there. They, they signed this guy and they, you know, his number's low, but like, he signed this guy and you don't know if he can go or not. You know, why? I would imagine that would be you're still playing like signing other people's money away, but you know what if he had that 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 deal, huh? Uh, it's scary the uh, the excitement level that Todd Gurley brings. Oh, too. Oh my gosh, just hyped up. You see him wearing you know prime time's number like twenty one. Um, now, what I'd like to see him wear was it thirty. But yeah. For, oh yeah, he was thirty at LA and he was three at Georgia. three. Yeah, I would like to see him wear thirty three. That would have been cool. But, yeah, would have. Yeah. So I was watching. I was watching a commercial for something the other day, and you know, girly. It was like three or four NFL stars were on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gurley's yeah. one of them. And you know, just seeing him representing Atlanta and the the popularity he has, it's really good for the. 
franchise. I yeah, it's so like is 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 as massive as Julio is and like first out Hall of Fame, like every person top top one hundred, like last five years, like top ten, like best players in the league. And Julio doesn't do any of that stuff. And it's just a different, you know what I'm saying? It's a different he's a needle mover. Yeah. And I think and I'm thinking him standing in a backfield just pre snap changes plays. For sure. Changes defensive place. So your so your answer is going to be Ty Gurley is going to have a better year. I told you I'm an optimist. Okay. So I think he needs to. I, how many receptions does a tight end have versus how many carries does a uh, lead running back have? You know, I know that varies based on the game plan Scheme and the and, yeah, but. And I know they're going to limit Todd's touches some to to a degree, right? But I hope they, I hope they're able to kind of pull the governors off a little bit as the season goes on, and they see right. they can carry it so, for sure. You know, and I know a tight end does more than just receive; they're blocking, they're doing right, yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I feel like I feel like Todd Gurley is going to have a great year. The optimist in me does at least. All right, so I went the other way, and I. My answer is going to be Hayden Hurst because of all the things we've previously outlined. I think he's an upgrade. I think he brings a different skill set. I think he, I think he is a three-down tight end. You don't have to pull him off for running plays. Like you know, who Austin Hooper would come out and Luke Stocker would go in and be like, all right, they're loading them up. You know, I guess they're coming with a run. So like, I think he can stay on the field for the three downs. But I am not convinced. TG3 is going to give us 16 games, and therefore, Hayden Hurst, I think, will give you 16 games. I think Hayden Hurst will have a bigger season than Todd Gurley. It was a hard decision for me to say that, and so I can't argue against what you're saying. I'm just hoping that whoever has the bigger season, he has to have a monster season to do it. Yes, it's neck and neck, (laughs) right. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you on that. So, I mean, if, if it's neck and neck like that, and talk, but talk, but like you said, even if it is neck and neck, Todd Gurley wins because the hype, the hype yes. train that is behind Todd Gurley, especially being in Atlanta, especially being, you know, it's not even his hometown. People are like, he's coming back home. I, you know, it, I hit me from like North Carolina. I don't even know. Yeah, I think he's from Burlington, North Carolina. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah, it's it's awesome. But I, and I absolutely love, like you said, being in that Gatorade commercial and like doing other like fantasy football like commercials and stuff, and not you know getting all social media and stuff like that. I just love that. It's like bringing yeah. awareness, bringing awareness, but bringing attention to Atlanta in, in a positive light, not the, uh, right. the the other kind of attention that we sometimes get. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Rise Up Radar. If you like what you heard. Go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. And if you have any questions, if you have any show suggestions, go ahead and drop them in the comment section. And uh, thank you for listening again. And until next time, rise up.